presented by Baseline Times Media. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Views from the Baseline, presented by Baseline Times Media. I am your host, Cheval Kanhai, and I'm excited. Uh, I am beyond excited. I'm motivated. I'm back. Uh, it's been a while. I know we've lacked on the Shooter Pass podcast, the NBA talk. I promise you, Marcus, Demario, shout out to you two. They're still alive. They're still, we're still a team. A life has changed, which I will get into here in a second. Um, but first and foremost, uh, I want to talk about the relaunch of this podcast. When I launched Views on the Baseline, the, the name of this podcast, the intent was to talk about sports holistically, all sports, all angles. And that's what I want to do. I want to get back into that. I want to relaunch that notion to do it. And I'm going to do it. Um, the second part and the reason why is because I had motivation to do it. And it's because of two good friends uh, that I've kind of given advice to have helped along the way. And they've taken off with their own podcast. And they've kind of sort of figured out a way to to be successful. And to see that, I, it makes me proud that I was able to help somebody. And they've been able to progress uh, the first person I want to shout out to is my friend Jonathan Alasea, known as John. Me and John started a podcast with his cousin Chris called Three in the Key Podcast in December of 2015. Long story short, we kind of parted ways, and now it's kind of full circle. He's starting to do his own thing. He'll be a guest on my show. I'll be, I've already been a guest on his podcast, um, but he is a part of the Close Up Magic group. He actually mans and hosts the Magical Boogaloo podcast on the closeupmagic.com platform. Now, these fellas on this platform, they are a serious uh, media force in the Orlando media. They will be a serious, uh, more personalized media presence for Magic fans. Uh, you, know, I remember when Twitter, in 2009, the Magic took off to the finals. Twitter started to take off too. And we had a little bit more personalized uh, media members and not just the casual, you know, major market heads from ESPN that covered the Magic temporarily. Uh, you know, there was maybe one or two writers, beat writers that they had from the Orlando Sentinel uh, that were great, but those guys also moved up to bigger and better things. Um, so kind of seeing, you know, the small guys kind of get bigger again is beautiful to see, and especially in a rebuilding process. Um, these guys deserve the respect uh, at the Close Up Magic because they have a freshly produce episode as of this week with Terrence Ross. So Terrence Ross took some time out to be on a podcast and answer a few questions and sit down with these guys, you know, with their media source. So the closeupmagic.com. Um, John actually will be manning a specific podcast called the magical boogaloo there. I was on his very first episode with our friend Noah. Shout out to you guys. Thank you so much for that opportunity. I'm looking forward to having you on board with me here sometimes. Again, go ahead, check out Twitter at the Close Up Magic. Uh, those guys will be there. Uh, my second friend I want to shout out is Teroy Jackson. Teroy is a friend that I met at a former place of employment. Uh, he had a little bit of podcasting and uh, sports radio experience in college, and uh, we started talking about you know doing things together at some point. Um, but he can reach out to me for some podcast advice. Took it, ran with it. Uh, his first podcast he's been doing for about three, four months now is called the thoughts of an average Joe. So basically, uh, this podcast is a little bit about, um, a mix of male and female perspective of relationship advice, a lot of heavy female presence with him being a male. 
So a lot of female guests and uh, the opinions of females. And then obviously you have conversation and topics where male and females kind of butt heads. Sometimes, you know, there's a reasonable solution or it's an aha moment and it's just fun. It's a raw podcast to have a conversation about that. Um, kind of just thoughts that we all kind of think to ourselves as, as well. Uh, you know, if you're in the age range of millennials, it's they're, they're great. It's a good conversation to listen to. Uh, funny, a lot of funny st- stuff there to listen to. Um, so shout out to, to, to Roy. Uh, Taroy can be followed from uh, Twitter uh, at T-O-A-J podcast. Um, you know, just look them up. And also he started up the, the Two Minute Warning podcast, which is uh, basically his own sports focused podcast. So you'll hear a little bit of me on this podcast, plus him on my podcast, vice versa type of ordeal going out. But we support each other. That's the great part. Both of us, you know, Taroy, John, thank you guys so much. Um, but look, you guys are a big reason why I'm here and I'm doing this solo and I'm, I'm brave enough to do it. Normally, I think I thought I was too boring, monotone, but I've done my research study. I'm here. Um, let's talk about me for a little, like maybe two minutes. Uh, me, I am a newly minted father. Uh, shout out to my son, Colin. He was born on May 29th. So a lot of the NBA finals time frame and free agency time frame was spent me being a father learning how to be a father, changing diapers, bottle feeding. It's been uh, a ride, a fun ride and a journey. Uh, he is, you know, bittersweet now at daycare, bittersweet. You hate to leave him, but now, you know, you know, he's somewhere being watched and you get to see him at the end of the day, uh, at the end of the workday. But, uh, you know, it's it's life. It happens. It's beautiful. It's fun. Um, but we're enjoying this as much as, you know, any, you know, parent that's joyous about their newborn. And um, that has taken my time up. But uh, in between him, you know, enjoying him, I, I love talking about sports. Hopefully one of these days, you know, when he gets to the talking, we can go ahead and talk about sports too. So I'm looking forward to that. But that has taken up my time. And, I'm you know, I'm on here on this podcast talking about it, uh, being very open and stuff. It's just... It's crazy, man. I, I just couldn't imagine it being like this. But now that I have the time, the ability to do this, the equipment, the technology, the will to do it, the motivation, the support from, you know, those two guys, you know, we can share each other's podcasts and be on the shows. I'm here. I want to talk about sports for holistically. Um, The NBA is my thing, my forte. You know, obviously, at, where we're at in sports, let's just talk about that to kind of open up the show uh we're i like to call it a lull i know you know i don't i don't want to hate on baseball i like to respect i don't watch baseball religiously to say like hey you know like this is the best time to watch it but i know at some point i'm smart enough to know that baseball is baseball um it gets heated up you know at a certain point in playoff runs in the world series comes about you know obviously playoffs and world series uh you know football a squeak of a conversation training camp Players probably sitting now, then you get the training camp talk. And then, you know, preseason starts here in about three weeks or so. So we get that. College football gets, you know, it's little, you know, talk here and there. Then every Saturday we got Saturday, you know, football, Sunday football. So, hey, we got football. Um, the basketball World Cup will come about here, as they like to call it, the basketball, you know, world champions, whatever they want to call it. Um, we got a little taste of soccer, which was fun to watch. If you're a soccer fan of any kind, you know there was uh, about, what, that three-week period where you had the Women's World Cup, the Gold Cup, and you had Copa of America, Copa America come about. So that was fun to watch the tournament. Um, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about the women's team here in a, in a bit um, from a political aspect to kind of you know fit that into the show. But, you know, shout out to them, definitely. 
Um, but again, you know, a little lull. We kind of can agree about that. Um, so, you know, kind of getting into a little bit here, uh, a little bit of taste of what's what's hot in the, the sports world. You know, we'll hit our hot takes here and there. Uh, you know, one of the things that, that we'll get into the hot takes, let's just screw it. Let's talk talk about that. You know, it's my first episode. We'll, we'll, we'll work out the rust and we'll talk about this and organize this. Um, you know what? I will talk about the women's team. So I know it's kind of old news, the stale news, but I'll, I'll kind of resurface a little bit about this. You know, I, I felt very, you know, happy. They won, obviously, Team USA. Woo, go USA. Uh, they won, you know, their back-to-back World Cup. Uh, Megan Rampino, obviously a lot in the news for her comments, things like that. Um, the, the one thing I think we can agree on as Americans, and I'm not going to get too, too political here, but I will say this, um, the celebration, right? The Alex Morgan celebration, <sighs> sipping the tea. Look, are, are we really upset about this, man? I mean, and I know it's not really America upset about this. It's the, you know, the British, the English folks. I mean... I don't know if that's offensive. It's really, I, I, I it's almost a, as if a British player did something like they scored a goal and they did something to like a salute or I don't know what, you know, what do we do in America that just like that someone, you know, we, we salute each other in America sometimes, you know, it kind of goes back to the whole like military thing out of respect you know, you still you still get old folks that kind of salute you there, and and there's a funny way of thanking you sometimes. You know that kind of happens. Um, not to say it's a funny thing, it, you know, obviously. Um, but I mean, I don't know. You pull open your chest like you're Superman. I don't know. Superman, uh, Superman's worldwide, but I feel like it's kind of like an American thing. I don't know, right? So like, I I don't see it as being super offensive. You know, it's I don't know if it's offensive. I really I will say that that celebration was funny. It's cool. It could be a celebration that's done anywhere. Anytime you can be in the German league, you can be in the BPL. I feel you could be in Spain. They could do this and no one's going to say anything, but because it was United States playing the English folks, then it's not offensive period. Amen. We're moving on. Um, a little bit of the political side, uh, you know, I, I think it's fair to say that the women's team should fight for equal pay. Uh, you know, I get obviously there's a concern of revenue, who brings in what. I, I totally respect it. I understand it. Uh, equal pay, you know, we it's, it's something that's got to be figured out. Uh, it's something that I think it's not going to happen overnight, obviously. So at some point in time, there'll be a transition. There'll be, okay, here's an increase of salary here. You know, it, it will eventually take time. So I think the conversation has to happen, though, for the time and the matter for it to change to happen, right? That goes without saying. Um, the president actually tweeted congratulations, uh, you know, from his official Twitter account to them winning the World Cup. So those are a couple of things that, that are great. You know, let's not ignore what was said before. Like, I'm not, you know, going to get too far into it. But I understand where, you know, Megan Rapinoe is coming from. And I think that I, I like to honor people who are advocates and fight for, you know, alongside every way. They don't change their game plan because just because they get criticized for it. And a lot of times, you know, in sports, coaches get criticized for certain things, but it ends up working out, right? So different strategies, because a lot of people are doing criticizing, but they're not figuring out strategies. They're not talking about strategies to help change pay, right? So it's like, okay, well, she's trying to bring awareness, but we don't like her kneeling. Okay, well, what are you doing too to kind of help advocate about equal pay, right? 
if you're not doing anything with her as well, then, you know, there's not much you can say. And that's where I will pretty much leave that conversation at. Uh, let's talk about Adrian Peterson. So Adrian Peterson is actually in the news uh, for some bad things again here. Um, apparently, Mr. Peterson is in debt. Uh, per his lawyer here, he was trusting the wrong people at the time. Uh, he's in deep debt. Um, basically, he failed to repay a $5.2 million loan. He's made nearly $100 million during his NFL career. Um and Adrian Peterson apparently had ba- he 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 borrowed money from a lending company, um, and you know I, I think that this isn't a shock to me, right? This let's not treat this as an isolated incident. It's just something that is because it's Adrian Peterson, and the reason why I think that it's a little bit more isolated is because we look at Adrian Peterson and we didn't think of, I think the outside of him, we really didn't see him being that person that would fall under something like this. And you look at a guy, you know, there's certain guys that we could probably judge and look at in the NFL and be like, okay, this makes sense. Yeah, definitely he's a guy that that he would be in some financial trouble. Adrian Peterson, however, didn't seem like that kind of guy. It just seems like he was, a, you know, definitely a stud RB at the time, running back. He was able to go out there and, you know, score, you know, put the ball in the end zone, be, you know, definitely... You know, all around, you know, back that can get you some major yardage here and there, and basically take a backfield and elevate you over the top. So him being that guy, you know, he seems like he would obviously surround himself with the right people. Mistakes happen, and his is on a grand scale. Obviously, the you know, looking at the money that he made, I and I think a lot of average Americans could could probably look at their own and say, you know what, I'm no better. And I think we have to all kind of all realize that, hey, even if you take student loans out of the equation for a lot of people, they're still in a lot of debt, right, in America. And I think of the average person, you kind of have to look at yourself and say, yeah, I'm not $5.2 million in debt, but I'm in debt at some point. Uh, so that, I think this is nothing new. It's nothing that, you know, I'm surprised about. Uh, unfortunately for him, he's got to figure that out now. And uh, he's got, what, about a... $5 million uh, deal um, going on so far. Yeah, a deal that's worth up to $5 million. Includes annual incentives of $1.5 million. So whatever he's able to work out there legally with the lender and the lawsuit, obviously, towards the end of his career. So uh, he's still playing, still making money. Hopefully he can fix the situation and resurrect that part of it before he retires because obviously a little bit more difficult to make the millions when you're retired uh, unless you've he's invested himself so you know clearly who knows if that's even the issue or if that's going to be uh, an issue if he didn't invest himself because clearly at some point he didn't repay a loan um, and you know there's a lot that comes with being a professional athlete you know if this is something that happened early in his career where he's like, okay you know I got the ability to be loaned 5.2 million dollars and you know I need $50,000 to go get my cousin to start up a business. Uh, I want $1 million here for my mom, my family. You know, you, there's little things that could have happened along the way. And, you know, you're you all of a sudden, you know, you're felt pressured into or more obligated to helping family members and people that have kind of been there alongside you the entire way. You know, coach, old coaches, uh, you know, close friends that kind of had your back and helped you along the way and steered you the right way when practice and things like that. So, you know, I, I think that at some point 
he's probably learned his lesson, but he's still got some path. At least he can't end up again. There's people like Antoine Walker, uh, Joe Smith. I mean, you know, didn't A Rod create a show to help people out? You know, that were athletes and they've gone broke. So I mean, this isn't the first time, and we don't know his full financial situation, but you know, hopefully AD can uh. AP, excuse me, AP can fix that situation and uh, resurrect his financial situation. That way he's not completely lost after retirement. Manny Pacquiao and Floyd Mayweather. I mentioned them at the top of the show. Uh, These two fellas here uh, had a little spat, a little uh, fool's goal hype between part two between these two fighting. Uh, so apparently Manny Pacquiao took uh, to Twitter to respond to an original uh, tweet from Floyd Mayweather. But uh, basically the conversation started. Uh, obviously Manny Pacquiao fought last weekend and won a fight. And the conversation started because uh, Mayweather on Instagram posted, I find it real ironic how every time Pacquiao's name is brought up in the media, my name is always attached to it. This man's entire legacy and career has been built off its association with my name. And it's about time you all stop using my brand for clout chasing and clickbait. And let that man's name hold a weight of its own, unquote. Uh, later that day, Pacquiao responded, You come to my fight and then use my name in a post, but I'm the one that's trying to stay relevant. If you want to be relevant again, dot dot dot, hashtag Pack 2 uh, Floyd basically went on to say and follow up beyond that, quote, bottom line, I make more money than you. I beat you. Then I signed you. I was only at your fight supervising you, my employee, as any real boss would do, end quote. And now we start the conversation. Look, the entertainment, the entertainment of these two babbling back and forth, the hype. Um, By the way, ESPN's done a great job of taking boxing, UFC, just any kind of, you know, fighting sports and and, and advertising it. I, I think that if it, it is possible that ESPN could pull some strings, they can demand a lot of money, pay these guys, both these guys a lot of money, the fight's not going to be as great. The, the round two's not going to be great. I would be shocked if round two is great as a fight. We'll, we'll all be saddened, disappointed, pissed off. We probably paid or gave attention to it. We'll still watch it. Just because of what happens here. This right here is cracking the egg. Uh, so we'll still see that. Um, incredible though uh, for ESPN though. I think they've done a great job with boxing, fighting as, a, as holistically. Um, you know, speaking of boxing, um, a fighter, boxer, Maxim Dadashev has died. Um, he passed due to f- injuries from a fight Friday night. Uh, sadly, uh, only 28 years old um you know you look at these guys take blows and hits especially in ufc and sometimes they they're able to get up um and after a couple minutes of help you know make sure they're fine medically and then um they stand up and face the crowd and obviously you know the other guy's hand goes up because he's the winner since they were knocked out but you don't think about what happens after and the recovery process uh, after a fight and then, obviously, this one led to death. Obviously, again, not the average, you know, happening. It doesn't always happen. But, you know, definitely, you know, RIP respects. And that's definitely saddening, you know, saddening to hear about. But, um, 
you know, overall, just with the boxing world, it's great to see again that there, uh, there's some direction, a little bit more advertising, a little bit more, you know, uh, with ESPN taking the lead with it and helping push it into more of a, a bigger, you know, viewership. Uh, UFC a little bit more known. Of, of course, you know, it comes with a subscription package. You have to subscribe to like the whole ESPN Plus, uh, but it's been reasonable. And by the way, anybody who's who's kind of like not sold on it, if you get a request to pay for it for the year, uh, it's 80 bucks to kind of reactivate if you kind of sign up for the sign up for the free trial. Um, sometimes they give you a free uh, UFC, uh, you know, pay-per-view. And then on top of that, the nice part about it is the renewal part, they kind of tell you they'll always renew at 50 bucks for the year. You know, once you do that, you break it down monthly. And actually, it's not that bad for us, uh, you know, streaming uh, ESPN Plus. Uh, you can access it. It works great on a Fire Stick, Apple um, TV, uh, your your cell phone, uh, your computer. Um, thank you, you know, ESPN. Uh, you know, just need my royalty check there for you guys. But uh, anyways... Uh, moving on there, uh, the last hot take we'll kind of review here in just a brief second uh, actually was just from an interesting uh, article that I saw on ESPN, and um, this was by Zach Lowe and Brian Windhorst. Uh They basically get like an inside to the NBA owners meeting that happened in uh, Vegas uh, during Summer League time. Uh, the biggest push was for uh, free agency to be changed. And a lot of uh, owners were a little upset that star players uh, were signing deals immediately after the clock struck uh, for free agency to start. So what happened this year uh, basically was June 30th at uh, 6 p.m. Eastern time. um, Teams were allowed to start to sign deals or agree on deals, talk about players, you know, recruiting them and things like that. but ironically some deals were completed it was a done deal at 605 hey this person's going that way this person's going there and so some teams and owners are believing that unfortunately there's some tampering going on there's conversations happening how can you just agree to this you know before the the uh the, the june 30th date actually happened so we're thinking about them like okay this doesn't make sense at all you know, someone's getting a head start. Someone's talking, uh, and, and so there's got to be a fine line. There's a lot of workings that, a lot of things that have brought about. Uh, I think one of the easiest, quickest fix right now is to open up free agency earlier, um, and maybe the the talking period. It doesn't have to be the, the deal signing. Uh, you know, we we can agree to deals, but at least having conversations. I should once the season ends at at the NBA Finals, uh, maybe you know, let's say we draft always on a Thursday, like the last June, uh, excuse me, the last Thursday of June, right? That's gonna always be NBA draft day. That Monday before draft, we can start to say, hey, you know what? Here you go, everyone's fair game. Teams, if you have a player that's gonna be your free agent, or you can sign them to an extension, have a conversation. Guys, if you want to be free agents, that you already announced you're gonna be a free agent, go talk to other teams. That has to happen early, but and a great, the great thing about it is before the draft because now players can start to sense and and feel out. Hey, you know this is what's happening. Here's what I'm leaning to. Uh, draft day is coming up Thursday. You know, and and a guy like maybe let's say a guy like AD is a free agent and he he's already informed the Pelicans. Hey, you know, like I'm gonna test free agency and he's kind of already disgruntled and kind of expressed like, hey, I'm I'm most likely gonna go this way. 
Maybe the Pelicans can pull a deal off. They can go ahead and move up in the draft if they didn't have a good draft, if they didn't have the number one draft, right? Um, draft pick, right? So there's certain scenarios that can happen. You know, they can make some magic happen on draft night. Uh, so I think that's the benefit from a team perspective and a player perspective. Um, with the NBA, we saw a lot of signing trades happen, which was great. So the the, the players were like, hey, like, thank you for honoring where, where, where I want to go. Um, but I also want to help you out. So I, I think that the, <laughs> the NBA is just getting better and better. It's happening. Um, but NBA owners are pissed off. Let's just say that. Some owners are pissed off. It was reported in that article. Uh, Mark Lassere, the co-owner of the Bucks, he was pretty uh, heated about and frustrated about the fact that some players were, you know, signing before that June 30th, 6 p.m. Um, obviously, what he has coming up, which is a concern for him, is that Giannis Antetokounmpo needs to sign an extension uh, by this season, uh, at the end of next season um, coming up, or he can be a free agent. Um, and that's a part of his concern. So he's trying to protect, you know, what he has and say, okay, you know what? We got to figure out what's going on. So, you know, whether it's, if he's our guy and we have bird rights to him, can we talk to him earlier? Can we sign this deal earlier? Because it's not fair that other teams are tampering under the table. Uh, the other part was that w- what I found interesting was player-to-player uh, recruitment. Very hard. Very hard to maintain track and what's, you know, what are we, the, what's what's the fine line? Because in the offseason, if let's just say there's a guy, you know, Zion and RJ Barrett, you know, they, they play that dude, they spend some time together. They're homeboys. They want to hang out and work out together. You know, who's to say that they can't hang out together in a summer um, you know, LeBron and Chris Paul, you know, these guys go out with their family sometimes on many vacations, um, you know, during the sometimes um, in the season and um, excuse me, the off season. And, uh, you know, it's like, come on, how how far can we take it to where it's like, OK, what's the fine line between them hanging out in the Bahamas somewhere or I don't know, you know, some magical place that we don't know about, but there's blue waters and he's got the whole family there. And they're having a conversation with no cameras, no cell phones around. You know, those are, those are things to think about that you can't control. The only way to help that is basically start free agency, the talking period, the the, t- the time that players can talk, teams can talk early. That way you go into a summer and you don't have... Because so, NBA Finals realistically would basically end, you know, mid-June on average, so you have about two to three weeks or something and nothing can happen, yet deals are getting done on day one. Sounds fishy. I get it. I feel you, Mark Lassery. Moving on here um, with the NBA, just to segue into the NBA and the conversation, honestly, the NBA, I, I feel, <laughs> I want to nickname it uh, the Dynamic Duo. I want to call that the era, of, this is going to be the era of Dynamic Duos. Um, I'm not upset of what's happened. I'm enjoying it. I just I just find it so amazing. It's astonishing that such a flip of like two weeks. And I don't know, like I got to figure out what's going on myself. You've got Russell Westbrook in red now. Like it's just like a mental image I'm trying to see in my head. Like <laughs> how's this all going to work out, right? But no, let's just, you know, kind of get into the point is Dynamic duos, great, awesome to have. Um, my 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 one thing, I'm gonna criticize. I'm gonna criticize Kawhi Leonard in a second. Um, but to talk about the NBA, the way it ended and into to what it happened. You know, kudos to Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard did something that I don't think that we'll see in a very long time, which is a player of his caliber getting traded to another team, 
than taking that team and winning an NBA championship, right? Um, LeBron James didn't have that opportunity, right? He went and signed with um, the Los Angeles Lakers, didn't take them to the promised land. Obviously, different conversation for different day. Kawhi Leonard went in, got traded, took a team, a talent, very talented team, won an NBA championship. Obviously, some pieces had to fall for them to do so, but they won an NBA championship. And then he's like, all right, guys, I'm out. I'm going home. That's what he wanted to do. En route to going home, he actually made sure that he had some help there too with him. But Brought Paul George with them. Guaranteed Paul George. Wanted to guarantee Paul George going there. I think it's funny. I think it's crazy that it all got reported on the same day. I think it's crazy how the fact that it's like, hey, Kawhi Leonard's going to Los Angeles Clippers contingent upon the fact that Paul George getting traded there. The Clippers said, here you go, Oklahoma City. Take some more draft picks. What do you want? What do you want? We got them. Here you go. We'll take Paul George. Let's. I ask you guys the question. What if this was LeBron James that did this? What if it was LeBron James that says, hey, I'm not going this way and contingent upon so-and-so coming here? And it's kind of like a free pass for Kawhi, right? It's kind of like, okay. And, it's, and like I don't hate Kawhi or nothing like that. I'm not hating on Kawhi. I like Kawhi. I think Kawhi was the one-two punch with LeBron before he went down in the Golden State Warriors series a few years ago, and then from there he didn't play, right? Kawhi was the next best thing in NBA basketball. It's not a problem. It's the criticism that just got passed over. And it, there needs, again, I'm a man, I I'm, I want to be fair. I fight for equality. I think it's it's fair to criticize everyone equally. I've come to terms that, Players are going to talk, and we're in a movement in an era where players are going to do, they have control. Because for the longest time, teams and owners and, and collective bargaining agreements have controlled players. But now we have player control. The individual can go where they please, do what they please, team up who they please, make money how they please. It's capitalism. It's the beautiful thing about America, people. Let's just Let's just enjoy it, right? Now, the dynamic duo, Kawhi, Paul George... You've got the other side of LA, LeBron, AD. On the East Coast, you have Kyrie, KD eventually. Then you definitely have back, you know, more on the Southwest side of things, Russ, Harden. Um, if you want to go Northwest, you've got your guys, Dame, CJ McCollum there. Um, and then Philadelphia, if you want to throw in Ben Simmons and B as a young core of the two young core out there. Boston still has Kimball Walker, Jason Tatum. Um, they lost Al Horford, but whatever you know, dynamic duo that can you know come up come about there. Still a quality team, so you know you still have a, a, a even balance. Obviously, from both sides, still some teams not to you know fail mentioning Milwaukee, Giannis, and then Chris Middleton. Hopefully, if he can emerge and step up his game a little bit more with this new contract and make it worthwhile for the Bucks. Look, these are a plenty of players with talent. With It just balances it out, right? And I think for the first time in the NBA in a long time, I don't want to say that for the first time, I want to say in a long time, maybe in about five years, thank you, Golden State, um, that we can say equally that it's probably about four to five teams I want to throw out there that could put 
potentially come out and and win the NBA championship. I obviously think the Clippers are a clear favorite. One, because of Kawhi, Paul George, uh, Patrick Beverly, Lou Williams, uh, Montrezl Harrell. Uh, who else they have uh, on that team that they basically recently signed? Uh, they picked up Mo, uh, Mo Harkless, Maurice Harkless. Um, then a guy like they still have Landry Shamet, uh, Zubak. These are still quality guys, give you solid role play minutes. And I mean, wow, the, the, <laughs> defensively, this team, you know, I think Doc Rivers does a great, great job at keeping teams, you know, at, uh, good, great at defense. I think he's a great coach in that aspect. And uh, so, uh, you know, the Clippers are going to be scary. I think they're, they're, they're a good favorite to have, but still, they're the favorite of the favorites. I want to say, I'll put it that way just for right now. We'll talk a little bit more about, um, you know, the preview of the NBA coming into the next season once we get that episode out. But that's just the way it's going to go. And I think there's an even nice, fair balance in the NBA. But again, the, the criticism for Kawhi, if it was LeBron James, and you guys know it, it everyone knows it. If it was LeBron James, people would have an issue. People would, oh, LeBron's got to get a superstar if he's so good, blah, 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 blah. Look, as you guys can tell, Nobody, no one man in this league. If Kawhi Leonard has to do it, LeBron James is doing it. It's just the way that basketball functions. I think a dynamic duo, a well balanced dynamic duo NBA is a lot more fun to watch, a lot more appealing to watch to your your more core fans than just your casual fans. Because casual fans will tune into any superstar, Golden State Warriors, and, and please God bless the Golden State Warriors for giving us the basketball they gave us. You know, at times I root against them, but it was still fun basketball to watch. Not that we're not going to see Stephen Clay in a backcourt and Draymond Green with his passing, but still, like, just the way that they've progressed the league, it's still an awesome thing to see. It's beautiful. Uh, you know, so, you know, kudos to them. I think they do get some respect for bringing in new viewers and progressing the league a little bit. Uh, you know, moving forward with this conversation, uh, the NBA in a state of dynamic duo. And if you guys remember, um, you know, back in the day, uh, especially for those back in the day, fellas, you know, or in the 90s, look, a lot of that was dynamic duos, right? Gary Payton and Sean Kemp wearing what? Seattle green and yellow. Uh, you had Clyde Drexler join Hakeem Olajuwon at one point. Um, then you had David Robinson, Tim Duncan. Um, then you had... Um, you know, Magic Kareem at one point, um, you know, Bird, McHale, some of those guys, you know, early on. Uh, so I think like the dynamic duo aspect has stuck in the league for a long time. And then when it started to get to trios and started to get to, you know, four all-stars, people started to say, well, come on, man, this is just too much. But dynamic duos kind of work out a little bit more appealing to the core fans. Um, like uh, Stockton alone, right? Like, you know, they never won a championship, but I mean, it was still fun to watch those guys go battle and, and work things out and, and win games and try to compete. Michael obviously stopped them. You know, Mike and Scotty were was the, the 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 hottest thing under the sun. You couldn't stop them, right? Six in a row for them, um, especially for Michael when he went to the finals. You know, six in a row for him. Uh, you know, if you want to throw in Shaq and Penny, they had like a little small run. Uh, you know, as you guys can see, this is just shaping up to be, you know, in the 90s, you had a, the dynamic duos. We're back to that. Um, history is repeating itself. One of the things I'm looking forward to in the NBA basketball is the return of the big man. Um, hopefully that can happen. And uh, we, we we shall see. We shall see. Definitely. 
Um, but that is a little bit taste of the NBA there. Uh, I'm looking forward to the season, obviously. Uh, lots to talk about coming up. Um, you know, our shooter pass episodes, Demario Marcus will be back. I'll bring on some other basketball guests. Uh, I'm looking forward to bringing to Roy, my friend, good friend, John. Um, you know, hopefully we can start to amp up a little bit more as it progresses here with the NBA. Um, you know, moving forward here, I just want to thank you guys again for listening to this episode. Um, there's lots that we'll get into, lots that we'll talk about. Uh, you know, this could be uh, every other day episode that you're hearing from me. Not so much and not so much excitement. Again, it's a very lull time in sports here. Uh, you know, a lot of different funny things that are happening. Uh, you got, you know, guys like Jalen Ramsey, for example, showing up to Jaguars camp in an armored bank truck. Apparently this guy wants to get paid more money and that's the way his way of doing it. That that is unique. I look, I rather I'll give you credit for showing up to training camp that way. At least you're showing up and you're saying <laughs> in a funny, low-key way, hey man, this is this is what I want to get paid. Uh, you know, he's um coming up to his on uh, the last of uh, his rookie contract, and then the Jags have committed to that last year uh for him there. Uh so you know, there's, there's definitely a lot of um interesting stories obviously uh baseball is going to go ahead and get popping with playoffs and also the playoff uh race for the wild card spots too uh one of the nice things and actually i do <laughs> it's funny because I, I i do i do have some kind of little shout out i want to give out that i forgot about um and i'm sorry but at least it's going to happen here i want to shout out to uh greg huss uh greg actually was kind of like last minute uh, during the baseline times debut, uh, shoo-in, uh, he kind of wanted to take the platform and run with it with us as well. Um, but he's another guy that actually we got him involved with podcasts uh, there, and uh, you know, shout out to Corey and those guys. And he's actually a writer for the uh, Real Cubs Insider. So at Real Cubs Insider, uh, if you're a Chicago Cubs fan, follow them. He's also hosting a podcast called Growing Cubs, a Chicago Prospect Podcast. And that's kind of his forte. He likes to do the pro- the, the prospect side of it too. Um, but, you know, shout out to to Greg. And um, I actually I want to host uh, Greg and Corey at some point. Uh, maybe talk about baseball. Um, some of the some of the guys that you guys have heard before from the Baseline Times brand. Um, it, you know, my, one of my dreams again for this podcast was to kind of just interject them like in between segments and just have like different guests and, and you know make it a fun experience i mean if we have to push the show over an hour to, to bring in these guys and just hit on hot takes for like baseball um you know during the the rush here for playoffs and the wild card and then the playoffs and the world series itself great uh you know if i want to like, target some of the nba guys bring them in last you know minute and we'll talk about some of the hottest news that happens or drops obviously nothing yet unless someone decides to get traded again um you know that can happen but i think this is just the fun about sports i've met so many people i've enjoyed so many um relationships and networking with different people and podcasts and being a guest myself on other podcasts so please support listen share uh plenty to come more to come i i promise this is just not me talking i i'm gonna figure this out whether my schedule changes with my life i i want to fit this in always and uh we're gonna be here to talk about sports and also we have a twitter for this specific podcast go ahead and follow views from bl one more time that's at views from b as in boy l's and larry 
baseline basically and uh you can get a hold of all our latest episodes updates there on the twitter machine uh go ahead and follow at baseline times as well on twitter instagram you'll be able to see when a new episode is available obviously if you follow me as a host um at baseline chevy uh www.baselinetimes.com uh look you know we will be here around the clock as much as we can and i'm looking forward to this exciting adventure uh to reboot and restart and start talking about sports and all kinds of sports and all kinds of aspects as i said so once again thank you so much for listening there you have it peace